Welcome back, everybody. Hey, everyone. Well, by the title, you know that we are going through Matthew twenty four thirty six today. Yep. We are talking about the the very famous parroted verse um, by very well meaning people sometimes. 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 Sometimes, uh, sometimes it, it's it's not so well meaning and it's pretty rude. We've had both. Um, <laughs> little column A, little column little B. Column B. But that verse, in case uh, you don't have it in front of you, Matthew twenty four thirty six, and this is Jesus speaking. This is he gives the disciples a full rundown on the end of the world, basically. And Jesus here, yeah, he kind of hits just like all yeah, the he things hits, right he hits everything. And so he, in Matthew twenty four thirty six, here he says, "But concerning that day and hour." No one knows, not even the angels of heaven, nor the Son, but the Father only. All right, and this is not going to be, this podcast is not going to turn into a, uh, a eschatology podcast. I'm not going to be speaking about, um, you know, when these things occur um, or, or in which way that they do. What we're talking about is the statement that he says here, not nor the son, but the father only. This is a statement, say, that any time that you talk about the end times and specifically if you hold a pre-tribulational view, most people come back at saying why would you even study the end times? Why would you care? Nobody knows when Jesus is coming back. He doesn't even know. The Father only. So, so like, why would we put so much focus and attention into correct. something that clearly no one, not even Christ himself, knows anything about? So, like, why even waste your time, essentially? Correct. Exactly. That's, that's exactly it. And... Well, we're going to let, let's go ahead and just jump into that. Does Jesus really Does not Jesus know? Does really not have a clue when these things will occur? Well, it says in Matthew 24 <laughs> that he does. And I mean, it can't get much clearer than that, right? It can't, right? See, but again, this is where you guys, yes, verse by verse, every word, right? In the word, but the totality of God's word. Anybody can make you believe any point they want to make is correct by grabbing a verse here, a verse there, right? When you when you cherry pick stuff and you pull just this and just that versus examining and understanding the totality of it and how it perfectly harmonizes, you can make people believe anything, right? Correct. I could I could come up with any stance about Jesus, Christian life, whatever, and quote unquote, prove my case with a verse here and a verse there, you know, kind of pulling these different little things. And that's where we love, like my mom, when I were talking, she said, I always have 20, 20 vision. Whenever someone gives you a verse, read the 20 verses before, before the 20, 20 verses, verses after, after. and then good. see if their point that they're using with that verse is still solid. Right. 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 Well, Let's first answer the question as to why, what, what the heck Jesus meant when he said that, the Son, not, nor the Father. Okay, well, first we have to understand that Jesus himself 
says in John 10:30, I and the Father are one. Okay? That's the first thing that we have to understand. Okay, we have to understand that Christ is not the Father, but he is not less than the Father in any way, shape, or form. Okay, so if we think that Christ doesn't know something, that's, that's very, very untrue, and that can be dangerous. It's, well, most people don't know and, and don't think of it that way. Of course, they acknowledge that Christ is God. They acknowledge all these things, and they don't, they don't really think of it. So it's innocent most of the time. But we, it, it's really one of my pet peeves because it's one of the things that people will come back. They say, well, Jesus doesn't even know. And I go, whoa, 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 hold on a minute. That's not true. Because Jesus himself says, I and the Father are one. How, how could him and the Father be one and he not know something? How can the fullness of God dwell in him yet? God keeps secrets except for from that. him. Yeah. Okay. That, that's, that's not the case whatsoever. Let's look at why then he would have said this. And I'll go ahead and, and answer the, the, the question of why. Why would he say himself that not even the son knows? Why would he say that? Because well, he did indeed say that. That's what scripture says. He, Those that's were exactly his what words, he said. Right? Those came out directly of out mouth. of his mouth. But that's not what he meant. What he meant was this. When he came to earth, he came to earth in a human form. Okay, scripture tells us, in fact, Paul writes in Colossians 1, read verses 15 through 20, he is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation, for by him all things were created in heaven and on earth, for in him all things, all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things were created through him and for him. Okay, and then we're getting into the really deep stuff here. And, and let me go ahead and note before, we, before I go any further that he, Jesus is not a created being. That's not what Paul has in mind here when he's saying, when he's saying the firstborn of all creation. Okay, he, he's, not, he's not implying that the Son was somehow created rather than existing eternally with the Father and the Holy Spirit. Okay, what Paul has in mind in here is the rights and privileges of a firstborn son, especially a king's son who would inherit a kingdom. So that's how Paul is writing in, in that understanding. Okay, this is something that the Jehovah Witnesses and different people twist and they'll go and say, well, the firstborn of all creation who's a created being. That's false. That's not true. That's not what Paul is saying either. That's that, a, a, another one of these things that we have to understand what, what they're saying. Totality of exactly. God's world, right. word, understanding, context. Let's not twist it, it up. Exactly. And here is, is where we get into the important things here in verse 17 when he says, and he is before all things and in him. All things hold together. 18, he is the head of the body of the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in everything he might be preeminent. For in him, 
all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven, making peace by the blood of his cross. By making peace by the blood of his cross. Were there any asterisks? There's nothing. You understand that he gave him, Christ is the one that emptied himself. He emptied himself in the form of a servant. Okay, then this is what this is what Paul writes in Philippians. Okay, he tells us in Philippians chapter two, verses five through eleven, have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped. But in verse seven, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant being born in the likeness of men. And being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God has exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name. So that at the name of Jesus, every name should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Okay, all the fullness, as I said earlier, all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell in him. The point is, is that he is God. He is equal to the Father. He is not the Father, but they are all equal to one another. This is something that's very hard for our our brains to 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 process okay but it's very important that we do because we can never make jesus anything less than what he is in any way including saying that he doesn't know something uh again it's it's very very innocent but it's it's to me it's very very serious It, it it's it's it doesn't really matter. I mean, you know, like I said, for the the people that it's innocent, it's okay. But we we really need to quit parroting this, because that that statement in itself is extremely damaging. I mean, it would it would make him it it, it just makes him lesser. Uh, he may not be the one that gives the command to go get his bride, uh, but they all agree on the command to get his bride at the same time. So, um, it. it it does not does not mean that Jesus did not know something. He is speaking in his earthly form while he was on earth. The son did not know. He willingly gave up this information. And we can see throughout Jesus's life that this was selective information. Absolutely. He had deity here on earth. But it was it was selected. He emptied himself. He gave himself the knowledge that he needed to have at the right times. This was a plan since the beginning of creation. I mean, this is this was already established. Yeah, I mean, this is you know. So it's not it's not something that's new to him. It's not something that. You know, he was born and created, and it's not something that that he's less than, and he doesn't know something. So that is what Matthew 24, 36 really is saying. 
when he says, not even the sun knows. Because no, the sun in his earthly form being emptied to the form of a servant did not know. That was part of the emptying himself, that right? That was part of the so emptying So again, himself. it's not that it doesn't say that because we're going to pull things out of context and twist things and make it fit our agenda. No, it's you have to get rid of your own agenda, your own whatever, preconceived whatever, and say, okay, let's look at this in totality, sure. right? Like not just this verse here, this verse there, but okay, yes, Christ in his earthly form, okay, I mean, when what we, happens at the end of this, right? right Death, exactly. burial, resurrection, then what happens, right? And, Keep reading. And we know that after this, you know, Peter writes in 1 Peter 3.22, who, speaking of Jesus, who has gone into heaven and is at the right hand of God with angels, authorities, and powers have been subjected to him. Okay, well, angels are really involved in the second coming. <laughs> <laughs> um, Very much so, yes. <laughs> and they are subjected to his command. Um, you know, Jesus himself prays in John 17, verses 4 and 5, I glorified you on earth, speaking of the Father, having accomplished the work that you gave me to do. And now, Father, this is important, glorify me in your own presence with the glory that I had with you before the world existed. Because Genesis 1, who do we see? Christ. Yes. Everything points to Christ. And Christ is not less than anything. He's a different, he's a different part of the Trinity. He is the Son, the Father, and the Spirit. All exist in one. Okay. All are equal to one another. Again, it's a it's a hard doctrine for many to understand um it, it's, it's a hard truth for many to get um but you know i mean it's 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 no less than than each other and in saying that is where we we leave open for false religions different things uh to come in different things like that so we have to be careful with these things and hopefully, um, you know, uh, we can stop parroting that uh, and not get in, in arguments on, on when these things will occur. We just need to ag agree that, that Christ is not any less and, he, and there's not something that he does not know. Well, and that's where I love the point, right? When he states what he states there in Matthew and says, no one knows, you know, not, not the son, not the angels, not man, right? And right. then again, you continue reading the book because we don't just <laughs> stop in whatever it is that we want to look at. And then we see in Revelation, we're at the very beginning, it is Christ Who's giving speaking, the, right. giving the message. So we have Christ, right? The son speaking to the angels who right. then speak to the man, John. Right. So again, if you were to just take that scripture out of Matthew and then just take that scripture out of Revelation, those two things don't reconcile. 
right? Christ doesn't know, but here's Christ giving the revelation to the angels who gave it to John, right? So again, revelation wouldn't make a lot of sense. How do these things make sense if that's truly what that means? So there is very clear understanding that something's missing, right? If that's what you've always been led to believe or you read and understood it as, like you're not looking at the full council. We've got to look at everything to have the the fair understanding of what it truly says. What he was saying when he makes a statement like that. But look at anything. I feel like sometimes it's like, oh, well, I don't know. Is that really messing and twisting God's word? Well, okay. If you took any other speech someone gave or any other book someone's written and you just pulled out this one piece from this beginning part of their story, right? Like you say, well, that, that could never be, you know, you, you never knew this because back here you didn't. Okay, we'll keep reading. Like, I'm not <laughs> yeah. done. You have to right. complete the whole story to, to have that understanding. So it's not, uh, I feel like sometimes people get weird when you talk about scripture and it's like, oh, but, you know, can we really do that? It's like, well, you would do that reading and understanding anything else, right? Like you'd read the total thing. It's not a crazy idea to say, hey, keep reading before you base all of your, you know, ideals and theology off of one verse. Right. So. I agree. So I hopefully that uh that'll stop. Uh, so step or, or one help, before we can dig help. into any of this other stuff with these kind of Q and A discussions on eschatology, right? We have these, to understand these things. You have to understand number one that because that's the first one everybody loves to go. But Matthew twenty four, he says he doesn't even know. Wrong. <laughs> so now that we've established that by you know understanding God's word, we can continue these little Bible questions with Bible answers. You know, kind of going through. And I know you have a lot on eschatology you want to dive right. into here next. So um, that will be super exciting to go through these questions. If you guys have specific questions, you can leave them on these videos or email us or you know whatever is best for you. And Brandon's going to continue these little series of going through and looking at different you know kind of topics and questions and and working through those. So hopefully that can be a blessing for you all. Yep. All right, guys. We'll see you next time. See you next time.